What's going on, man? Welcome back to the basement. This video has been a long time coming, fellas. We are going to be talking about LaVisca Chenault, one of my favorite wide receivers. Now, I'm just going to give you guys just a little bit of a disclaimer here. It is still a heat wave. Air conditioner is coming tomorrow. This is going to be the, like one of the last hectic basement videos, but I, I kind of love these kinds of videos. It's going to be hot. I got a light beating on me. It's 10 a.m., so it's a little bit cooler, but we're still rocking with like 85, 90 degree heat. I'm going to get right into this because I want as much time to talk about LaVisca Chanel as possible. So let's go. Tommy and Jerry. Yeah. These niggas don't really be niggas. These niggas be bitches who let Tyler Perry. Um, the gun, I'm going to carry it. With a up, no aquarium. Before we get into LaVisca Chanel and his beautiful, luscious dreadlocks, Make sure you go down below, subscribe, leave a like. The channel has been growing like crazy. I love the support you guys have been giving me. Every single like, every single subscribe button, smash, whatever you want to call it from the OG YouTube days, it all really helps out the channel, helps us grow, helps us out in the algorithm. So if at any point in time during the video you're fucking with what I'm saying, just go down there, leave a like, and subscribe. Now let's get right into LaVisca Chanel here. As the guys on the Patreon know, I am a big LaVisca Chanel guy. He is my wide receiver 25 going off the board as my 6'10". At normal adp shout out at adiko ff on twitter he has his adp as the 805 as the wide receiver 31 so i'm like two rounds higher than consensus on lavisca chenault and to get a feel for why i'm so high on him in dynasty we got to look at three things we got to look at his prospect profile what he did in year one and then kind of project his career outlook going forward when we're talking about lavisca chenault coming out of school let's just get one thing straight lavisca chenault to me he feels like the Lamar Jackson of wide receivers. Everyone's trying to label him as a gadget player, as a running back. Say it with me, fellas. He is not a gadget player. He is not Corderell Patterson. He is a wide receiver. The rushing, yards after catch, all that, it, it, they're just cherries on top of his profile. That's not the foundation of why LaVisca Chenault is a great wide receiver prospect. Let's look at his prospect profile from purely a wide receiver perspective. We're not even going to bring in his, his rushing ability. We're not going to bring in any of that nonsense. He goes to Colorado, doesn't do much his freshman year, which it, it honestly, it happens to the best of us, but he comes out here age 19. He breaks down his second year at Colorado and he looks really good in my favorite metric receiving yards per team pass attempt. It's one of the most predictive metrics we have. It's dope because it's easy to use and it's free. It's literally just his receiving yards divided by the team's total pass attempts and just gives you a feel for a player's efficiency and dominance. And he looks really good on this chart. He broke out in his sophomore year. And when I say breakout, I mean, he gets above that like little red dot in that second year. And that's all I really want to see. I want to break out in year one or year two when I'm interested. Just breaking out in year two is still not elite, but it's above average to really good. And for what it's worth, Chenault would have been above the red dot in his third year as well but he got hurt he got banged up they don't do it on a per game basis do it on a season basis so even though he's like below that third third dot he probably would have been above had he stayed healthy so he breaks out in year two those are purely receiving stats he has a age 19 breakout as a wide receiver and the guy looks like he was built in a fucking lap he looks like the terminator he's 6'1 227 we're talking thick, thick, thick. best comparable to aj brown another thick boy you know that that big wide receiver that just, just like hulking slot wide receiver can play on the outside can win in all phases while also being a yak monster just like aj brown his size his year two breakout combined with his second round draft capital he goes to the 210 in the nfl draft that's super early that's like nine picks after t higgins all of that combined shows up really well in his rotoviz sim scores this is a tool it basically compares a prospect's stats size speed draft capital and it spits out his most similar prospects in their database and no bullshit his similar prospects are insane usually you'll pull up a list of a guy's similarity scores sim scores or whatever and they won't be like five of them will be okay maybe one of them will be super elite lavisca chenault has a damn near bulletproof list of players in his sim scores it is literally aj brown juju smith schuster t higgins michael thomas and deandre hopkins 
those are the only wide receivers with above a 90 or better similarity score. So he has a similar prospect profile without even counting any of his rushing shit, any of his gadget type playing, all of that stuff cherries on top. We're talking about him as a pure wide receiver, his size, his speed. He's he compares favorably to really, really good wide receivers. Then he comes into year one on Jacksonville and he's dealt one of the shittiest hands possible in year one. I, I genuinely I can't think of a worse situation to, to come into in year one. I get, you know, Jerry Judy, he had like who was it? Kendall Hilton throwing to him for that one game. Yes, that was a bad situation, but so was LaVisca Chanel, man. We're talking about the one in 15 Jacksonville Jaguars, the guys out there running routes for the three-headed fucking monster of Jake Lutton, Mike Glennon, and Gardner Minshew. It is an absolute shit show out there. And considering that situation, he goes out there in 14 games, he puts up 58, 605 touchdowns. That's not too bad. He also scored 11.2 points per game, which isn't bad at all. But now here's the interesting part. We know wide receivers, they get off to slow starts usually, and they, they really kick up towards the end of the season. We saw that with AJ Brown, his rookie year. We've seen that almost every single year. I'll throw up a, a chart right now that I saw from Jack Miller, where it shows rookie wide receivers. They score more as the season goes on. And LaVisca Chanel proved that. After coming back from injury in week 12, those final weeks, so week 12 to week 17, he was the wide receiver 23 in that span. On a points per game basis, he outscored CeeDee Lamb and T. Higgins. They were playing with backup QBs, but Chanel was out there with Mike Lennon on a one in 15 team. So what he did in that final stretch speaks volume. He scored 15 plus in three of those six weeks, ending the year with a 24.6 point game against the Colts in week 17. Chanel quietly had a really solid rookie season and nobody seems to care. We're all going to look at CD Lamb. We're going to look at all the guys up top like Justin Jefferson. But if we're going to give CD Lamb and T. Higgins and Junior the benefit of the doubt because of their situation, quarterback play, all that, I think LaVisca Chanel should be afforded the same. Now let's take a step back and add some perspective to LaVisca Chanel's rookie year numbers. It's hard to take them at face value because then you're going to compare his rookie year numbers to some other schmuck. You know, you can compare him to like, oh, but Adam Thielen outscored him or whatever. When we're talking about ADP in Dynasty, let's just compare what he did in an awful situation against other rookie wide receivers. That's when we dive into my sophomore database. We get our fucking money's worth. We look at, I have a database of 300 plus rookie wide receiver seasons since 2007, and I find comparable seasons with these wide receivers. For LaVisca Chanel, I took the alpha wide receivers who have scored within two points of his points per game, so like 11.2, and within five of his PFF grade, and scored within 15 of his breakout rating. That's a wide receiver model over at Player Profiler. So we have his size and his breakout rating. Those are two components as like his prospect grade, and then we have his on-field performance that we're taking into account. So that's his PFF grade and his points per game. Those are four data points we're coming in here, and we get a, a pretty big list of this spits out, and right off the bat, we're looking at guys like Des Bryant, DK Metcalf, Allen Robinson in his range of outcomes. These are the guys at his ceiling. Those are guys that he can become. And then on the on the other side, it's not a completely bulletproof list. We're not looking at a guy like T. Higgins. We're not looking at a guy like Ayuk, CeeDee Lamb. That we're taking a little bit of a, of a down step because we also have the floor of a guy like Christian Kirk, Cordero Patterson. He could for sure be one of those guys. But when we're talking about an eighth round price in a dynasty draft, and we still have the ceiling of guys like Des Bryant and DK Metcalf, I'm cool with taking a swing on that price all day long, especially when you consider his outlook over the next few years in dynasty. I think everyone is kind of forgetting he is getting the biggest quarterback upgrade across the entire 2020 wide receiver class. We're talking Trevor Lawrence. It's supposed to be the next... Andrew Luck. This generation's Andrew Luck. You know, he's going to be tied to him for the next three plus years. And LaVisca Chanel is the only wide receiver the Jaguars are committed to long term. Chark's on the last year of his deal. Marvin Jones is signed through 2022, but the Jaguars have an out after this season. I doubt that Marvin Jones is in the long term plan. So LaVisca Chanel is the only wide receiver that's going to be with Trevor Lawrence long term. Jesus Christ, it's getting hot down here, fellas. But the show must go on. And here's the thing I, I keep hearing on Twitter about DJ Chark. Here's the thing. 
I don't want to hear about DJ Chark. Let, let's just break down DJ Chark as a player real quick. And I told you, this is going to be a little bit of a longer video. We're going to ramble a little bit here, but I want to break down. I want to cover every single little fucking corner with LaVisca Chenault and put all the bad narratives to rest. First of all, DJ Chark was a bad prospect. He didn't reach any of my receiving yards per team pass attempt threshold until his fourth year out of high school. That's like a senior breakout. This is how he looks next to Lucas Chanel. Not even close. He was then drafted in the second round. He was actually overdrafted in the second round because he ran a 4-3. And that would be interesting. I would be very interested in that because now we're looking at like a Chase Claypool, you know, a guy who's big 4-3. But the thing is, he's 6'3", 199. The guy's thin. He's like a Robbie Anderson type build. He's he's profiles as a field stretcher, Robbie Anderson type guy. He's not a Chase Claypool. And even then, Robbie Anderson broke out in his first year. Park goes out there. He face plants in year one. He scores 2.85 points per game. I remember Dynasty Leagues where he's on waivers. And as you guys know, year one is the biggest fucking indicator that we have. If a guy flops on his face in year one, it's pretty much a done deal. Now, here's the thing everyone wants to point to. Oh, but he hit a top 24 season in year two, so he's fine. Even then, he's not in great company. This is every wide receiver to face plant and hit a top 24 season since 2007. There's only been 13 wide receivers to ever post a top 24 season after face planting of the entire 125 face planters I have in my database. And the only names worth noting on this list are Demarius Thomas, Golden Tate, and Tyler Boyd. Are we going to sit here and say DJ Chark is the next Demarius Thomas? No. Uh, I mean, like Golden Tate and Tyler Boyd are okay, but they're nothing They're nothing I'd be super scared of with LaVisca Chenault. And I also think when we go down this list and we look at these other guys that are like flash in the pan type guys, we're looking at like Mario Manningham, Rashard Matthews, Nelson Aguilar. These are all guys that I think are probably in DJ Chark's range of outcomes. And to go back to that top 24 season, I think that is one of the most overblown top 24 seasons I've ever seen. And when I'm looking to see how good a wide receiver actually is, I'm looking at a few things. I'm looking at yards per route run. I'm looking at target share, because that just means how much targets are you commanding? Targets are earned, not given. I'm looking at reception perception. Across all three in that season, he wasn't that great. He was the wide receiver 19 in points per game. So just barely wide receiver 24. In that breakout season, he only finished as the 42nd wide receiver in yards per route run. He's out there competing with DD. Westbrook and Chris Conley as a year two guy, and he only commanded a 21.8% target share. Last year, we had guys like Jacoby Myers, we had guys like Brandon Ayuk all get 23 plus percent target share. If you can't even get close to a 25% target share on a team where you're only competing with DD Westbrook and Chris Conley, I'm not that sure that you're an elite wide receiver, especially because he had an unsustainable 11% touchdown rate and he was kind of buoyed by pass volume and garbage time. This was a team that was top 10 in pass attempts per game. They were down a lot in games. They had Gardner Minshew throwing the fuck out of the football. Okay. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're, You're not, not that, that guy. guy. Okay. He screams Alan Hearns to me. I think he's going to have that one flash in the pan season where he benefited from garbage time. He wasn't overly efficient. He didn't command a shit ton of targets. And then he goes out there last year in the same exact situation as LaVisca Chenault. He goes out there, commands only a 20% target share. He's competing with Keelan Cole in a rookie wide receiver. And you're telling me this guy who just finished as a wide receiver 19 in points per game can't come out here and command a 23 plus percent target share, 24% plus target share. I don't really see how we're going to say that this guy is wide receiver one material. I think that he's just an outside field stretcher. I'm not super scared of him. And especially when we can compare DJ Chark to LaVisca Chanel, apples to apples. They were in the same exact environment last year. I don't want to hear about how DJ Chark had a bad situation, whatever. So did LaVisca Chanel. They were on the same exact field. Chark only managed to score 0.6 more points per game than him. LaVisca Chanel also had a better receiving grade per PFF. He had a higher yards per out run than DJ Chark. Also, in those last weeks, 12 to 17, those weeks I'm talking about where Chanel really carried his weight, Chanel averaged 13.9 points per game to Chark's 8.8 points per game. I don't want to hear about DJ Chark. I get I get that he was kind of banged up. So was LaVisca Chanel. He was banged up. He was coming back from injury. So was DJ Chark. He was coming back from injury. They were in the same exact environment in those last five, six, seven weeks. And DJ Chark flopped on his face. So Chanel performed 
as good, if not better than DJ Chark the entire season. And as I said yesterday, these year two wide receivers, they improve. DJ Chark has hit his ceiling. There is no year four breakout, but LaVisca Chanel, he's going to improve on what he did last year. And as we saw in the video yesterday, year two wide receivers, they improve a lot. They get a better target share. They get more points per game. If the gap was only 0.6 points per game, LaVisca Chanel is going to pass DJ Chark this year. This is a dynasty video. I have LaVisca Chanel as my wide receiver one on that Jaguars team in my redraft ranks on the Patreon. And I can already hear people talking about, oh, Chanel, he's a gadget player. Chark is more of a true wide receiver. Chenault's never going to be that great. Here's the thing. You can say LaVisca Chenault's a gadget player, but it's clear that Urban Meyer does not see it that way. He was on record saying that he wanted to draft Kadarius Toney in the first round, which means that he's not he's not seeing LaVisca Chenault as a gadget player, as is Percy Harvin. He wants to go out and get his next Curtis Samuel, Percy Harvin. That's why instead of drafting Kadarius Toney, he went out and get Travis Etienne. That's going to be his next Percy Harvin, not Chenault. Chenault's had nothing but raving reviews this summer, playing a true wide receiver role. In OTAs, the Jaguars beat wrote this in an article. I'm going to read this quote for you guys. They said, heading forward, the Jaguars may focus heavily on him being more of a threat as a wide receiver on the outside. While some may disagree with that, he certainly proved to be a mismatch for defenses as a pass catcher. And if he can solely focus on playing receiver, it seems the Jags feel he can take a huge step forward as a playmaker. People forget that these wide receivers can develop. He might have been a, a purely slot guy in his year one. He could have been a, a gadget guy in college. These wide receivers, they develop. They develop a route tree. They they go on to become better route runners. You don't just come into the league. Not every wide receiver is going to come into the league like a Jerry Judy. There's still room for Chenault to use his big-ass frame to move from the slot to the ex-wide receiver role, become this A.J. Brown-type wide receiver. I don't see why he can't develop into that we've seen these wide receivers they develop especially from year one to year two i wouldn't be surprised if he comes out here in year two and is much more refined on the outside and we can really see his potential with matt Harmon's reception perception and reception perception really outlines lavisca chenault's promise as a wide receiver it shows on this chart i'm going to put it up on the screen right now you can see that yes he's great at slants he's good at those inside routes those short and intermediate routes but he can also run deep intermediate routes he's running really good success rates on post on nine routes on in routes he has the potential to work on those intermediate and deep routes and become a more refined receiver and I'm going to read what Matt Harmon had to say. He's the guy who made reception perception. He watches all of these guys run routes for a living. He outlined his, his potential in the reception perception blurb. He said, what has me more intrigued are his strong scores on deeper in-breaking routes like the dig and post in addition to his work on the nine route. When lined up in the slot and away from press coverage, Chenault could absolutely eat on those routes over the middle of the field. He also said, coming out of college, I thought Chenault would go on a poor man's DJ Moore style developmental track. Let him figure in as a gadget guy early, but let him work on in-breaking routes and make the most of his excellent hands and tight coverage as his career moved on. That's exactly where he is at this point. Chenault can become that DJ Moore type wide receiver where he wins with talent and he develops a route tree over time. He's shown that he has a potential to win on post routes on deep routes and as time goes on he's only going to get better as a route runner as a true wide receiver as of right now we know he is a playmaker with the ball in his hands he's a raw talent he's very good in contested catch situations I didn't even put that stat up on the screen but he is a really raw talented wide receiver and he's going to have plenty of time to develop so to recap this entire thing I am super high on LaVisca Chanel I'm really bullish on him I want him in every single one of my leagues I have him on like 80 plus percent of my dynasty leagues. I want him in more redraft leagues. I want him everywhere. I think LaVisca Chenault can be a huge breakout in year one. And I think at the very least moving forward over the next two, three, four years, he's going to work himself into that conversation for top 12, top 15, top 20 dynasty wide receiver. I want him everywhere. So in the short term, I think LaVisca Chenault is queued up to be the best wide receiver on his team in Jacksonville. He's going to flirt with top 15 numbers in 2021. And in the long term, I think he's a true wide receiver in the NFL, whether that be in the slot and the outside, I'm all in. I think that LaVisca Chenault has all the tools to be great in the NFL. I'm really, really excited about him. And that's it. LaVisca Chenault's my boy. We're sweating a little bit here. 
It happens to the best of us, man. I needed to get that off my chest. I wanted to tell you guys about my love for LaVisca Chanel. Now, let me know now and below in the comments. I'm going to be doing these kind of like sophomore breakout type videos where I talk about sophomores. I talk about their sophomore uh, comps, you know, that these year two guys, whether that be running backs, quarterbacks, receivers, tight ends. Oh,